We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The key to small business success is maintaining strong relationships with your customers. Constant Contact has been helping small businesses do just that for over 25 years. With their robust suite of email and digital marketing tools, you don't have to be a marketing pro to find customers, build relationships, and grow your business. And with all the data you need at your fingertips, it's easy to see what your customers respond to. Start building, expanding, and nurturing your customer base to drive better results. Go to ConstantContact.com to get started for free today. Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to the week 13 DFS Roundup here on Grinders Live. My name is Alex Dunlap. I am the editor-in-chief at rosterwatch.com. I am the host of Roster Watch on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, uh, Saturday nights. So tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, and the game day edition, uh, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on Sunday mornings. Joining me as always, my co-host here on the Roundup, he is live from NYC this week, where I believe he is a plus one to his own mother's draft live final. I can't believe it. He has DFS in the DNA. He is the Siege, CJ Kaltenbach. Siege, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much, man. Enjoying New York City. It's been a, it's been a couple, uh, fun couple of days and uh, going to be a fun couple more. Well, we were DMing last night, and it's and I and I wasn't sure whether your mom passed the DNA on to you or whether you're the one helping her out, or maybe as is in, as is the case with so many things in life, maybe it's a little bit of both. I, I mean, it's definitely got the. T- I mean, you know, she definitely watches our show. She definitely is a Rangers <laughs> member, and uh, so you know, tactics member. So I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to take I'm going to take most of the credit, but uh, uh, I, I mean, she, she she she's here and I'm not. So I mean, I, I can't I can't talk too much crap. I, I guess. <laughs> 
she must have passed down some of those smarts. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's being the key keyword. <laughs> it's a it's a big big week thirteen. Of course, in season long leagues, we have our playoffs to uh, fight for, but it's a big big slate in DFS as well. Um, there's a lot of ways you can go on this slate. I think I personally see. How do you see? Before we get into any of the clips for this week, how do you see lineup construction going this week? Do you like the way I see it? it seems like people are going to, for once, maybe try to pay down at running back. Is it, is that how you see it? Yeah, that's how I see it. I, I think though, as the week's gone on, I think people have talked themselves into paying up more at running back, and I think this is a case of what everyone was thinking earlier in the week was the right approach. Um, and I, I think that we should be paying down a bit at running back this week. But I mean, there's a couple of good options at the top, so I understand, you know, being drawn into some of the top plays. I just. I just think the top end wide receivers are just so good this week. I just don't want to get too cute with it. I felt myself being called by those uh, familiar sirens to pay up at running back. So maybe you'll have to talk, talk me off it after at the beginning of the week, it was something that I wasn't even thinking of. But uh, if, if you haven't watched the show before, what CJ and I do is we go through six clips that are selected by our producers, uh, Simon Edwards and uh, Dan Bach, who's the, who's the boss man around here. Um, our producer, uh, our producer David, throws the clips up, and then Siege and I give our takes about the different takes from the different hosts and analysts here uh, through the week on Roto Grinders. Um, just kind of a roundup of all the different hot takes, and we kind of give our thoughts. We also make our bets with each other. Last week we split them right down the middle. Um, what were they? I totally just—I was totally thinking about that. I didn't remember what they were. It was all right. Well, we were both huge donks. Um, you like you wanted to take. Michael Thomas over Julio Jones. Oh God! <laughs> but and then I wanted to take Kareem Hunt over Tevin Coleman. So we were both That's right. Wrong. Coleman versus Hunt. Yeah. yeah. So we God, so so we split them. You're either up still six or seven units. You say seven, I say six. We no, still need to get six. that figured out. All right, cool. So it's so you're still up six units on me. Hopefully we'll get that dwindled down a little bit here as the season runs out. I don't remember your bold call. I think my bold call might have been good though. Because mine I said Col- mine was Tevin Coleman related. That's why I remember that. I never remember yeah. my bold call. I need to like write it down one of these weeks. I never remember it. <laughs> mine was that the millionaire maker lineup was gonna have a was gonna have a bunch of these Rams stacked up with Camara bringing it back. I'm not sure that was exactly right, but I think it was pretty close to right. I know the Camara was on the millionaire maker team, and I think they had Cup, so a little bit right. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you. I'll get close enough. Yeah, but so let's do you want to go ahead and get any other overall kind of thoughts on the slate or NYC living or anything no. like that before we get started? <laughs> let's, let's roll into the some clips. We've got some egregious takes this week. We got we to <laughs> we we calm, calm the people down. So. We got some zingers. And this one is the one, I mean, I said, I told Dan and Simon, I, I was listening to the absolutely epic early week podcast <laughs> this week. And I said, dude, this is a take we got to get on here because it's my, uh, you know, it's my most golden, dearest son. Um, this is a take that comes from Grant, uh, Bobby Fi, and JM to win about one of the most sickest beasts in the whole National Football League making his return, the Anaconda. Let's get to it. Um, I think that this is just a spot where I have to wait to see what ownership is going to be like because if other people are going to be on them, which could be the narrative, then I might have to go off him. But 4,100, a guy that can base two years ago would basically just go up for the ball anytime and pretty much take it down. Uh, he's got he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the entire NFL from when he was there. I don't, I'm assuming if you're not drinking and you're not smoking and you're not doing drugs, you're probably going to be in better physical shape than he was before. He's been training for the last six months. 
with other people. So it's not like he's completely out of NFL shape. I just think that there's a spot where Hayward's going to be more on Coleman because he's the guy that's more acclimated to the offense. So that leaves him with the second best quarterback in the offense or the third best quarterback in the offense that I don't think is going to be able to do that much against a guy that's this physically gifted. That is fair. I, I mean, I think that this will gain traction just because people will be scared to miss out on a monster game. Bobby, Josh Gordon, what if I tell you he is 15% owned? How interested are you in him this week? Uh, 25% owned-ish. I, I'm, I'm interested. I believe in the, the guy. Uh, I, I think it's, you know – it's it's just I, it's forty one hundred for a guy that has upside that's ridiculous. Uh, it'll be it, maybe it's too soon, but I'm willing to take that chance probably at uh, if he's fifteen percent owned. Again, things might open up. Somebody else might pop out who might get a bigger role or something. But as of right now, I would say that's right where I'm at. I I think that there is a there's just very little. You're not going to find guys at this price range usually that have this kind of upside. The mystical, the, the, the magical black anaconda, he will, he will slither in and asphyxiate your fantasy opponents. Siege thinks that with any kind of snake ownership, one thing you need to worry about is the snake turning on you and asphyxiating you. <laughs> that what, what, do you think, what do you think this week, Siege? Are you going to be deploying Josh Gordon, who's just an epic, epic beast at only 4,100? I can't do it. And this just comes down to believing that the Chargers are not stupid and they're going to put Casey Hayward on them. Like, I understand the whole world's projecting Corey Coleman, but this is a team that thinks they're going to make, win the West, as we were talking about off air. Like, Josh Gordon is the superior talent. And so if, if he's the superior talent, like, at that point, he's going to go ahead and they're going to put their best corner on him. So for me, it's definitely a situation where I, I think I'll go ahead and assume that he's going to get the shadow coverage and, and take a fade on Josh Gordon. And I just want to look up. I know that Trevor Williams has been really good this year too. Um, Trevor was just. I wanted to see. I th- I think the Casey Hayward. No, they're the. They are actually. They're this. They're they're the same height. I was going to say that Trevor Williams might be a better fit there on Corey Coleman just because of. Uh, I thought that Casey Hayward was a little bit taller than five eleven, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that we all know the Casey Hayward's better. I looked on the. You looked on the Roto Grinders matchup chart. I looked at the PFF matchup chart. Both have Casey Hayward shadowing Corey Coleman. This is a case where I just – I don't – I disagree. I don't – you know, I've watched enough football. I'm an expert at this stuff too. I just disagree with what they think. And I think it is going to be Casey Hayward as well. That's what any sensible person uh, would would do as a, as a coaching staff. So, um, for me, it's like I – I want to get him in so bad. And if he's, and if I, I swear to God, dude, if I don't have any Josh Gordon and I see him streaking down the sidelines and he goes for two touchdowns and over a hundred yards or something like this, I am, I'm literally going to want to jump off a bridge just I mean, because I, I, I mean, he's a freak. Like he could absolutely do that. Right. Like, no one's saying that he's not going to do that. Like, let's be clear. Like, I just think I would play DD Westbrook first. Uh, it's just that that's what that really comes down to me is that they're the same price. I, I, I even would play Josh Reynolds first. Like, Josh Reynolds took the Robert Woods role. Like I would rather play Josh Reynolds first. Well, uh, can we talk about Josh Reynolds at only thirty five hundred? I, yeah. I I wasn't sure that we were going to get a t- t- take on this because it isn't any of our takes. But why is nobody talking about this? I, I mean, whenever I first heard about this, whenever I 
I mean, I think we even even broached the conversation of Josh Reynolds on this Saturday show last week. I know on my Sunday show by Sunday morning, even before Ian Rappaport tweeted out that he would be taking over the taking over the the, the Robert Woods role. I had even started to get an inkling that this could be a Josh Reynolds game. This is a guy who we did um, an immense amount of scouting on. We even did the stuff where we tracked, you know, sensors in his pads. Like his speed is unbelievable. His explosiveness is his amount of explosive movements over short periods is unbelievable. And what have we said, man, the last two weeks, when we know they're good players, when it's a Bruce Ellington, when it is a D.D. Westbrook, and it's on the opposite side of the guy that is getting the – Patrick Peterson coverage, and we have intelligence that tells us that this is an unbelievably, really, really good player. We, we get that player in, and we get that same situation this week with Josh Reynolds. We saw him getting 80% of snaps last week, six targets. He's already got a touchdown. He's basically a Mike Evans junior. Uh, I mean, for 3,500 to me, it's it's an insta-call, insta-click. I, I'm getting him in first, and I'm seeing how that allows me to pay up for other guys. This is a week where I want to pay up the tight end to do some other things. So I completely, I completely agree with Josh Reynolds. I'm 100% on board with it. Like you, like you said, um, um, you know, you're a lot more of a tournament guy than me. I'm more of a cash guy. I don't make a million lineups, but in my four or five tournament lineups, I'm going to make this week. He's going to be, he's going to be in most, if not all of them. I just, I think the savings is absolutely outstanding that that he that he provides. You also said that you like Didi this week. We're going to get to that because there's another take uh, from from another show, but it is not. The next take here, this next take is particularly terrible and egregious. This one comes from the Football Guys show with Tip and Pick, Austin Lee, and Dan Bach right here uh, on Grinders Live. This is Tip and Pick talking about the wide receiver that he thinks is the best point-per-dollar play this week versus a terrible uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. John, I'm going to give you this one. Uh, Green Bay wide receiver with the highest expected – Point per dollar this week on DraftKings. Who is it? Adams at 6'5", Jordy at 4'4", or Cobb at 3'9", against those pitiful, pitiful Tampa Bay Buccaneers corners. You know, it's got to happen sooner or later. The talent is there. You know, you've got to be thinking they're working on this in Green Bay. It's going to be Jordy Nelson. Who's it going to be, Austin? Adams. At point per dollar. At point per dollar, even point per dollar. Yeah, it was a tough call between Adams and Cobb, but Nelson was not even a consideration. Okay. Wow. Uh, we'll remember this next I mean, 4.4 <laughs> 4 for Jordy Nelson. What, what world are we living in? Didn't think we'd ever see that. Okay, so uh, there you have it from the Football Guys show. We actually have somebody here on Grinders Live who wants to start Jordy Nelson over over Devontae Adams, who's pre, who's pretty cheap and who's got the epic matchup this week. Um, I'd even like Randall Cobb better on a points per dollar basis. There's not there there are very few players uh, that I wouldn't like better than Jordy Nelson uh, at this time, who is only even at forty four hundred dollars has still only three x that salary thirty percent of the time this season. Um, I'm sure all coming during times whenever. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was still part of that offense. Siege, I just don't know, man. I get it if you're playing like how? How do you teams. get it? Oh, all right. Like if you're playing 100 teams and you want to play them on two or three, I get it. But I would just much rather have a ton of Devontae Adams personally. I, I, like, he's been the number one for a while now. Like I feel like everyone's still scarred from his rookie season. Or that they all hopped on and they and they threw touchdowns to um, 
shoot, who was that guy who was like James, the, James, James Jones? Jones, James Jones. And like, I remember James Jones wasn't in the player pool and I was so tilted in, in Vegas. Oh, in worst. that in that week one game, yeah, he was in the play. I, I literally <laughs> had like, he had like I three touchdowns. I played on after the Giants sites. cut him or something, right? The yeah, Giants cut the him. The Giants cut him and they signed him, and it was before like uh, now, like now the rules have changed. Like he would have been eligible, but right, at the time right. he wasn't, and I loved him. I, he was like he was he would have been three K, and I would have had a hundred percent. He had like six catches for eighty yards and two touchdowns. But to get to that point, like I think people are still scarring Devonta Adams from that. He's clearly a number one at this point. And I'm going to go ahead and play him at 6,500. We just saw what Julio did last week. And they could have put four guys on Julio. And I got to be honest, it probably wouldn't have changed one thing. They're all that bad. Yeah, I, I love Devontae Adams this week. I even kind of, there's there's something swindly that I like about Randall Cobb. Um, if you had the over-under on two segments till the props talk got started around here, go ahead and take your checks up. Uh, take your tickets up to the counter. Uh, Randall Cobb at 3,900 this week. Roster Watch has as the number one match for the week. He has a reception. He has a four reception prop, and he's plus two hundred to score forty two point five. The over under on the um, on the on the receiving yards. So that's two point six three x on that thirty nine hundred. That is, I have now sixty seven props up. That for on a points per dollar prop is the fifth best of them all. So I even have a little sneaky feeling this week about Randall Cobb. With that said, I'm not sure I'm going to be paying him because there are other guys. One guy with an even better prop that we'll get to in that exact same price range that I'll be very interested to hear. See. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at WoodhouseMazda.com. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at WoodhouseMazda.com. Ideas about, also, of course, we already talked about Josh Reynolds. And we have the Raiders. What do you think of the Raiders, guys? Are you, are you playing any of them? We didn't have any takes on them. Any Jared Seth Cook, Roberts I think, is the of, play, right? Like, oh, God. Seth Roberts, Seth Roberts is awful. And Jared Cook has had a monster target share all season. And he's been playing good. And the Giants are awful against tight ends. Like, isn't the answer just Jared Cook? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in 12 until last week, I mean, with Vernon, I mean, Vernon Davis, that whole – God, that's, that's still tilts me. To he, was, he had a block the whole time. Like, he ran, like, no yeah, routes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was just uh, – in retrospect, I wish I had thought about that more. But uh, it was me, Thanksgiving, you know, not paying too. attention. And Drunk. next thing you know, you're like, you're, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Like, he has to block, and Niles Paul's going to run all these routes because he yeah. can't block. And it, right. Yeah, in retrospect, I wish I had that one back. But yeah, yeah. happens. Well, here's the thing. We've been – I don't care who, dude, Garrett Selleck, even, I mean, Garrett Selleck looked like he was some kind of Travis Kelsey against these idiots. I mean, you're going to get Jared Cook in there with no Amari Cooper, with no Michael Crabtree. Uh, Seth Roberts is, I mean, he's in the slot, so he's going to, he'll get DRC. Seth Roberts might not even be in the slot anymore. He might have to play outside. It's going to be Cordero and Johnny Holton outside, don't you think? Maybe they'll put Seth Roberts outside. I, it's I mean, just, even if it's it, kind of hard to tell. Is Cordero, I think Cordero's questionable. He's not a lot to play. 
Oh, really? Okay. Pretty sure. I, I need to. I need to look more. I need to look more into that. I'm a, like I said. I'm a, I'm a little bit less prepared with the early start for this show, but uh, I didn't get a chance to look over the news of the inactives uh, this morning Let's before we see. came on. But yeah, he's Gordon, questionable with a hip. So. Did, we'll, we'll does it does it say on there if he practiced like did he because he got uh, in a limited practice I thought at least on yeah court. he got limited practice so he'll probably play but it's no it's not still like he's not he's, if you have Cordero who's like a, a guy who you count on your burst and agility and he's got a hip injury yeah that's right like, that's kind of a that's kind of a red flag it's a Jared Cook deal yeah I, it's I, just I, Jared I like Cook like I would just I, I that's the play for me I like Jared Cook too. I mean, I, I like him a great deal. There's another. There's a couple more tight ends that I really like. Maybe we can talk about them here after a while before we. Uh, but but yeah, and short. I hate the I hate the Jordy Nelson call. I'll have none of him. I think Tip and Pick though. I've seen that show before. I think he's a big tournament guy. So he's super sharp. So like yeah. being against him is not exactly the place you want to be a lot. But I think uh, I yeah, except for except there's for a that. reason why there's a reason why this, this is the I think this is his first appearance on our show and it's week thirteen. So. Absolutely, absolutely not. I I, I remember laughing my ass off at his horrible Kendall Wright take in, in week one. Where oh, yeah. <laughs> where okay, that's a fair point. Okay, second time. Second time on this show. Right, where he guaranteed 10 targets and said he was putting him in 100% of his life. I remember that. Oh, my God. Uh, I remember. I, I remember <laughs> Left Bell week. I remember when you tried to troll me with my own Left Bell take. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of been been a lot of success this year. Also, a lot of pain, a lot of pain and misery, as is the as is typically the case with fantasy. Um, okay, let's let's get to the next one. Another real sharp guy here. This one comes from the DFS Pick Six, the Roto World DFS Pick Six with Rich Rebar, Evan Silva, and Eric Crane. This is a take from Eric Silva, or I'm so, I'm sorry, Evan Silva. Um, where he is actually on board with, an, I mean, just the, all these takes, are, I feel like are, are bad so far. He's on board with a horrible quarterback. We, we talked about another guy who, uh, we talked about one guy who hasn't played in three years. How about another guy who hasn't played in three years? Geno Smith. <laughs> Y'all ready? Y'all ready? 4,500 on DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel, facing a, a, a historically uh, bad Raiders defense. Everyone wanted to play Paxton Lynch. But did Paxton Lynch, did he throw for 20 yards last week? You know who I played last week? I played the Raiders defense. Okay. That it seemed was, like they were better okay. Paxton Lynch. Here, let me look at Paxton's old Simeon, stat. Simeon kind of screwed you late. He, he yeah, but we and, still yeah. did okay. We still okay, let's see. Okay. Paxton Lynch, uh, last week he was nine of fourteen for forty-one whole yards, plus the interception where it bounced off like three different guys and landed on a guy's belly in the end zone. Yeah, how about getting their first interception of the year on accident? <laughs> I mean, when it's gone twelve weeks without an interception, I think whatever one <laughs> variant struck. Yeah, <laughs> because the guy was laying on his back and it just dropped onto yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think Geno Smith can have a good game. I don't. Did you get? Did you guys play him last week? A uh, year when he got the start against the Ravens. I did. Uh, he, I remember kinda, everyone did. Yeah, he he kind of balled out for a minute, and then he tore his ACL during the game. Um, but I mean, well, balling out, he he. Threw new like one had a, like an eighty-yard slant. I yes, remember. And yes. house like an eighty-yard. It, it, it was a long. Yeah, yeah. 
it was an Anunua score, but it looked like it was going to be the nut play for a minute. You know, I was like, yeah, so celebrating. But do you know the Quincy Anunua stack? Like, if you went there, <laughs> bravo. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram. Uh, I mean, Sterling Shepard is coming back this week. But, I mean, I think that the guy that you probably stack Gino with would be Evan Ingram. I don't know. It seems like you guys aren't even taking Gino very seriously. Shame <laughs> on you. Okay. Well, there it is. Evan Silva, one of the sharpest guys in this whole space, is um, now apparently on Team Gino Smith for this week. Uh, Gino Smith, I think – that's oh is he tra are, they, are they traveling west or is Oakland traveling? They're traveling west, so it's a 4 p.m. kickoff. It's on the west coast, so this is Wait, one of the against, uh, against an Oakland Raiders defense that, as Siege called out last week, was set to wake up a little bit. Finally, got their first interception last week. Uh, got talk out about one of the biggest flukes of all time. By the way, did you see that? Yeah. Also, uh, also, but I mean, six or no? Was it five? Five sacks. So clearly, um. Clearly a defense that rebounded some last week is somewhat predictably. I guess if you were predicting them bouncing back last week, that you'd probably say that there's a chance of it happening this week. I mean, Gino, I mean, he's not as bad as Paxton. I, I don't know. What do you think, Siege? Gino Smith is better than Paxton Lynch. Let's start there. Like, I, I think if anyone – if you played Paxton Lynch last week and don't play Gino Smith this week in tournaments, I think you're doing it wrong. Like, I if think you were doing it wrong if you didn't play Paxton Lynch last week. No, no, I'm just saying, like, if you played him last week, like, if you took the approach, the Raiders defense sucks, and then you don't take it with a guy who is the be a better quarterback at a cheaper price this week, you're doing it wrong, right? Like, I didn't play Paxton Lynch last week, so, but like, I, obviously, I was on the Raiders defense. <laughs> I like Gino a little bit here. Um, you know, the Raiders have their own problems on the offensive side of the ball, as we kind of just mentioned on the, on the last segment. Like, well, here's the thing with Gino. I know where the ball's going, right? Like, it's going to Sterling Shepard and it's going to Evan Ingram. It's a really, really, really easy stack to build. Um, the Raiders' defense still has problems. Like, it's didn't, the, their problems didn't just well, get all solved by firing the defensive just, coordinator. I just don't know why you're going to play Evan Ingram this week. There's so many tight ends. I mean, that's the you're thing. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's a ton of tight ends. I'm just saying, like, I know where the targets are going, right? Like, yeah. So if you think this game turns into a shit, like, would you be surprised if this game was 21-21 at the half? Like, I wouldn't be. Like, both these defenses are terrible. The game could be 0-0 at the half as well. I think there's a wide be, range of outcomes. I think I'd be a little bit surprised. Boy, if it was 21-21 at the half, I'd love access to that to that box score to see who scored those three, three touchdowns for each team at the beginning. But, I mean, I have, I have no idea who's, who's going to score for, for Oakland's. I really don't. I, I just – I have a hard time figuring out how this game's going to go, how the script of this game's going to go. I mean, Marshawn Lynch is the answer to your question. Would you do, – do you love Marshawn this week? I do. So do I. Yeah, yeah so I, I think he's the guy – I think, like, they showed last week, like, they've been kind of – you know, it, to their credit, like, they've been kind of limiting his workload and, like, okay, now it's December. You know, we got to get you 25 touches a game. We got to get you rolling. And I think it's going to work. Um, I don't think that that's the only reason. I think it's also, like, what the hell are we going to do? Right, we I agree. Have, I mean, that's the other factor. We don't have Cooper, like, well, just hand the ball to beast mode, right? I mean, it's kind of why we got him. Maybe we should have been doing this stuff all along. Yeah, he, could, he couldn't have He couldn't have survived if they'd done it all season long. He so wouldn't I, have. I, I just – I think it's a good spot for him. Um, but to get back to the question at hand, I I think I'll have some GNO in tournaments this week. Um, just – it's the upside. It's such an easy stack. It's just such an easy stack. 
And like Sterling Shepard against the 49ers was super chalky at like 6K or 58, whatever it was. Why is he going to go unowned against the Raiders at 7K? Like the, 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 the spot is basically the same, if not better. So like, I don't understand why the whole world's just off Shepard. Like he's still a target beast. Like that hasn't changed. It's just too much. There's too much to too much to worry about, man. Like it's a different quarterback. I here is 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 Gino. I mean, is it basically Eli? Is it kind of the same? I mean, I think so. I don't really think there's a huge drop off. I I mean, I, I guess if you think about it like that, you can put it in those terms, I guess. But then you also have the fact that he probably doesn't have that much of a connection with Sterling. Shepard. Sterling Shepard's been a first teamer ever since he got there. It's not like he's been working out with the twos and working out a bunch with Geno Smith. I'm sure Geno's got some snaps with the ones. At the ones, it's not like they hey, haven't got the Do you think Geno Smith? Um, I, I just, I really you know, seems like one of those guys who's not taking every practice round. Yeah, that's true. But I, it makes me think, man. Maybe just keep an eye on some kind of sneaky Travis Rudolph or something like that. It's always one of the, it's, 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 it's too many guys. There's too many it's guys always, like Roger Lewis, or you just don't know which one's going to be. It, but it's always one of those guys, though. Whenever a backup comes in, that's the that's the that's the backup. I, I mean, I get it. For me, it's a situation. I just think that Gino is too talented against the Raiders at forty five hundred to completely ignore. I mean, I get, like, I'm not saying play, make him a core player, anything, but like he's just, I think he's, if you're playing like 10 teams, you got to have one Gino. Takes, takes too many sacks for me, holds on to the football too long. I mean, there are things about Gino that that's I what, love. That's what he did two years ago. We don't know what he does now. I think he probably still does, but we'll Maybe see. Prob- probably. But again, tournament upside isn't about probably. It's about like, what's the ceiling? If we're wrong, like, what if he's good? Like, what if he's like, let's just say he's like, uh, like we, let's think of like a mediocre quarterback. Let's say he's like, I don't know. Uh, how about Tom Savage? Uh, I, I was going to say that. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to like, let me see if I can just pull like a mediocre quarterback. Like, let's say he's like, let's say he's Case Keenum. Or Alex Case Keenum's Smith. pretty good. I, mean, I like Case Keenum. I shouldn't have said that. Like, let's say he's like Alex Smith. Like, if he's that competent at 4,500, he's going to put up some points. I don't think he's as competent as Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a, a long say, If he's Josh McCown. Like, I just think the road is – it's not hard to get a lot of fancy points at 4,500. It really – against a terrible defense. That's all. And I get it. I get it. I I get it. I mean, I just – I'm not going to click on it. I, like, I will pay up a little bit extra to get up to an account, to get up to a tie rod, players like yeah, that. I, I think I'll save, this, I'll save the money, but I get it. Um, okay, let's go – let's move on to this next clip. This one is one that I think CJ and I – inexplicably might kind of disagree on is a take that's hot enough that when he made it, it was actually comes from the daily fantasy OGs and the head head chopper man chop knew that this one was going to, this was going to end him up on this show to have this take. Um, this is about getting off of uh, a wide receiver that everybody's going to be flocking back to this. No, week. no, no, it's, no it's, one's playing him. Get you don't think anybody's here. playing him after 10 no. targets last week, our no. sweetest angel. No. All right. Well, hey, maybe if not, maybe I'll feel a little bit differently about this play. Let's see what Chop had to say about it. For Jacksonville, I do like Leonard Fournette. Sure, why not? Would never play Blake, Blake Bortles ever in my life again. I'm never going to play him, so that's not even a question. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Can't do it, You're man. writing him off completely? Can't do it. And in fact, you know, have you, have you guys, do you guys watch that uh, DFS weekly roundup show on Saturday with the Siege and, and, and Alex Dunlap? 
it's a, I, I catch it when I can. It's a pretty good show. So I got one yeah. that I'm I'm pretty sure that they're gonna put on this week here. That I'm about to break it down for them. People are actually going to play D.D. Westbrook this week when Marquise Lee is only 1,100 more on DraftKings. I think that's a colossal mistake. If I was going to go with a wide receiver in this game for Jacksonville, easily would be Marquise Lee. I don't even think it's a question mark, and I'll gladly sit back and, and watch people burn their lineups with D.D. Westbrook this week. Wow, chop bringing the heat, man. Cash game play, Marquise Lee? I'm, particularly, I don't like the, the passing game for Jacksonville at all, but if I did if I did it in GPPs, it would be Marquise Lee. All right. Alex Siege, there you go. Got, got a hot take for you, all wrapped up and delivered by Chop. So, I know Dunlop really likes the Westbrook kid, but and I saw, I saw him at Oklahoma, too. He's got talent, but, man, he's not, he's not, on, he's not with Marquise Lee just yet. He's not on that level. Okay, there you have it. That one comes from the Daily Fantasy OGs. Great podcast with um, Head Chopper, uh, Beer Makers fan, and Notorious that comes out pretty early in the week, I think on Wednesdays. And, yeah, man, uh, Chop New, man, right off the bat, that was going to be a topic that could be a little bit divisive. Um, uh, Siege and I were talking off air about ownership between these two guys, but um, – Chop was saying that Marquise Lee is going to be a guy that everybody's forgotten about because last week he was facing Patrick Peterson. Marquise Lee has been uh, just a – I mean, he's been a G all year long. You look, he's uh, – you know, people haven't been playing him much because he's always been questionable all week. He doesn't practice and he goes and just has a big game. This is going against an Indianapolis Colts secondary that now is not only without Vontae Davis but looks like, looks to be without Rashawn Melvin too who was coming on in a really big way. Um I actually like a ton of – I like a ton of – I can't believe it. There's a ton of Jacksonville Jaguars um, that I that I love this week. And I I, I kind of like Chop's take that Marquise Lee is going to be uh, probably far less owned than D.D. Westbrook and that uh, he could end up this week being the, being the superior option. I think he has every opportunity to be. And this comes from the original D.D. Westbrook truther, man. I think he's the same. I, I, think, I, I, think you, I don't think you get to call yourself the original truther when he has <laughs> – this kind of production so far this season and you're, and you're, and you're backing off. Like I, I'm not backing off. I'm you're backing I, off. What do you mean I you're not backing off? I think it's reasonable. Uh, Marquise Lee's only 5,200. Let's see where, let's see where Jimino has Marquise Lee's. He has Marquise Lee's 7.5. He has DD Westbrook at 10%. So I, I guess with I mean, that. I guess for me, like I get it. I get why you would play Marquise Lee. I just don't know if it would be at the expense of DD Westbrook. Like, this guy is a freak. Like, he's a top 15 pick if he wasn't a knucklehead off the field. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's absolutely true. I, I just – and they, all he's done is, like, his target share is basically, like, the same as Antonio Brown's through two games. Like, remember the first week they're like, oh, we're going to ease him into the offense. He's not going to be a focal point. Picked up six targets. The next yeah. week, ten targets. Like, they're uh, going to – like, to win in the playoffs, you need a number one. And as much as I like Marquise Lee, he's never going to be a true number one. D.D. Westbrook can be that guy. I just don't think those targets are going anywhere. Like, the Jaguars haven't been able to run the football with any success now for a month and a half. I just – for me, it's a situation like I like D.D. Westbrook more. I think he's the better talent at the cheaper price. And if ownership's going to be the same, I, I grant, grant – I understand that Lee has the better cornerback matchup this week. But for me, it's going to be D.D. Westbrook uh, more than Lee, but I don't hate Lee. 
I don't hate Lee either. I mean, I guess I, I mean, it is DD, dude. And this I second mean, for, what, for what it's worth, too, if, 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 if it's if Pierre Desir covers Marquise Lee, I, I really want DD Westbrook. Do you like, do you, do you think this year's good? I think he's good enough. Like, he's, he's certainly not, he's not Kenny Moore. Let's rephrase that. If he's not Kenny Moore, <laughs> like, right. the matchup, get, if he, if it's not, like, if Kenny Moore is on Lee, Lee could just go insane. Lee's too slinky, man. And this year, I remember him with his senior bowl. He's a, he's a little, he's a little too, he's just a little too stiff. It's, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I agree. He's too stiff, but I, like, Kenny Moore, I mean, Marquise Lee will just run right by him. Like, that, this will not work. So I think I'm fine with either. I think I'm fine with either one. And so here's the thing: if I'm fine with either one, does that mean I'm fine with Blake Bortles? I think there's too many good value quarterbacks this week. I don't think you have to take that jump. But you, I mean, if we like Didi and we like what and we like Marquise Lee, wouldn't we in turn kind of like Bortles? Or, there's, or is there too much risk there that this there's point too much is- risk? And it's also like the receptions. We like these guys because of the high reception yards after catch ability. Like quarterbacks get to tournament value through touchdowns. Wide receivers can get to tournament value through yardage. Like right. These are two high yardage guys. Right. So I, I think it's a situation where we don't have to be in love with Bortles given the value. Let me just let me just point out one thing. I, I do, and I do think that a lot of the huge amount of target equity that D.D. Westbrook has gotten over the course of the last two weeks falls, you know, at least what um, the 10 of those targets, the 10, 10 of those 16 total targets – do come as a little bit of a function of the targets being funneled to him with with Patrick Peterson over there on Marquise Lee. So but why though? Like he had six the first week. Like if he had, if he had like six. Or I understand. And we and we and we pegged him on this very show last week as having eight targets in that game. We said you got to get him in. You got to get him in. We got him into all of our lineups. I know. Like it turned. You know he he had value just fine on on, on his salary of thirty six hundred last week. Um, it's the exact same situation that I am jamming. Josh Reynolds into this week. So yeah, I just I, I just know that that situation last week was one that did hinder Lee and did help Westbrook. With that said, I mean I can see where Chop's coming from. I can see where you're coming from. I think I'm gonna across my tournament tournament lineups. I'm gonna probably have a little bit of both of these guys. Yeah, I I, I agree with that for sure. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get on to the next clip. If I can pull up my note sheet here that tells me which one's which. This one comes from the Swole cast, and this is from Mr. Tuttle, who's always super sharp on that show. Um, last night on the Swole cast, he had a take about going back to a running back that nobody's going to be on because he has been certifiably crappy for the last seven weeks. All right, uh, Tuttle. Uh, I don't want to be the one to say it. Say it, Tuttle. But with, with with the West news today, I think you mm. have to at least look he's got a, a nice, little bit. He's got a nice price months. tag on DK. He's got a very nice price tag. Such a such a total play. The, the West news is is big, man. I mean, it, it really is. is big. You know, yeah. it, it boosts his uh, receiving floor a little bit. Boosts just the floor that he'll actually be on the on the dang field, which is good. Um, nobody's gonna go that well. Some people might go there now since his price is lowered, but pe- people have been so burned by Hunt that I don't know how many people will go back to the well. Should see some lower ownership. I think he's I think he's in play at his price tag. 
All right. Well, uh, there you hear it. Mr. Tuttle saying at 60, what, how much is Kareem Hunt this week? 6,900 that it could be the time to go back now that everybody's going to be off of him. Um, I don't know, Siege, do you think for one, here's the thing, I've heard a little bit of talk about the possibility that maybe more people are kind of getting on Kareem Hunt here as the week has progressed, just realizing that that price is a little bit cheaper. I'm looking at um, Jamino's ownership projections right now. It looks like he has him at sub 10%, so certainly a far cry from the 25 and 30% we were seeing him as in some of those matchups earlier where he totally – uh, to- totally swindled some of us. What do you think? Any interest this week? No. Uh, I mean, I've been on the fake cream hunch on this show since like week five. And why would I stop now? Like any reason, idiot, that offense just isn't moving. That offensive line can't block anymore. Like none of the situations have changed that imagine they're going to make cream hunt. Now, can he break off a big play at any time? Sure. He can do that. But the idea that he's going to get the rock 25, 30 times a game is just a pipe dream. It's not reality. Uh, I just feel like it could be the troll job, man. Like, do you remember the week after – which week was it after the Rex Burkhead chalk and he got, went off for the – last week. And that, last I, someone, I, what, I told you this last week. I told you it was Rex last week too. Like, Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And there was more in, uh, analysis behind that take than j- – just saying it's going to be a troll job, but I just feel the Kareem Hunt troll job coming. You know what the troll's going to be when you see Hunt walking in the end zone and it's a Keem Hunt? You're going to, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> well, that's a good point. There, there, there is no Charkandrick West this week. And, you know, any thoughts about that? Do you think that 30% of snaps just are going to go automatically to a Keem Hunt? A Keem yes. Hunt sucks, by the way. I know he does, but he's going to get 25, 30% of the snaps. If so, man, if if so, can we ship Andy Breed off to like, Coconut I Island? I want to shut him up. I man, I just never, never come back. I mean, come I'm on. telling you, it's going to happen. Please. You know it's going to happen. You know deep inside it's going to happen. Talk about so, a troll. You, it's Andy Reid. He, he always plays multiple running backs. You know I, it. I, I need Kareem Hunt badly this week for one of my highest stakes. It's not going to happen. Don't count on it. Like, Unbelievable. It, it, you're like Lucy in the football at this point with Kareem Hunt. Like, oh, I promise I won't take it away this week. All my running backs are gone. And yeah. Da, 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 boom. And there's all of these, and there's all of these runners who are who are so cheap, you know. That are I mean, good, like, like Lynch and Jamal Car- Williams, who we Carlos never talked Hyde's, about. Car- Carlos Hyde, Howard. Like, why, why would I why? Like, I mean, if you're gonna take a YOLO play, take Fournette. And that's well, coming from me. I, I plan on taking Fournette. We can talk about that one a little bit later. I thought that you might hate him this week, and I might be able to get some kind of bet before he goes absolutely ham. I mean, uh, I don't think he's going to go ham. If you think he's going to go ham, I could pro- I'll probably still wager with you. But, like, I would rather YOLO that. But he's he's starting to creep up, too. Like, there's a guy people are hopping on late. But, again, that situation is still the same, same. That's it. That situation hasn't changed. Like, he's only going to get 60% of the workload. Max. All right, there, there are clearly a couple of things that I'm going to need to go over with Siege here. So let's go ahead and get through the rest of these takes. Uh, this one comes from the experts square table with JM to win and Adam Levitan. This is a stack that I generally would I Normally all indicators would point to me loving this stack. But this week, I, I, I don't. And the quarterback involved in this stack is somebody that JM to win says is a lock and load in your lineups. I think that Jameis, we'd have to call him the most underpriced quarterback on this slate. He threw the ball 38 or more times in five straight 
uh, healthy games before going down. He topped 300 yards in four of those five games. So to get that at 5,600 without Doug Martin, without an offensive line that can run block anyway against a team that's top eight against the run and bottom five against the pass, it's just a perfect spot for Jameis. It's a perfect spot to use Jameis and Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson together. Uh, I like Jameis quite a bit. Uh, Hunley, I don't think that we need to go there for 500 less. I mean, we could talk about his rushing upside, but the dude is top 22 rushing yards only once. So you're looking at one or two points there. I mean, that's the same thing you're going to get from Trevor Simeon is, is 10 to 20 rushing yards. So uh, the matchup's obviously excellent. I think that Hundley could put up 300 yards, three touchdowns. But uh, I think that Jameis is, is like the lock and load play. He's the guy to use in cash games. He's the guy to feel most comfortable with in tournaments. And, and just like you, yeah, I think there's a lot of cheap guys I'd be comfortable using. I don't think there's a need to pay up. We can get 15 to 20 on the cheap end, and then you pay up for, you know, 20 to 25. So uh, really like paying down this week. I like Jameis the most out of all these guys, but there are a few other guys down here that I like as well. All right, Siege, maybe you can tell me what I'm missing. But, uh, look, I know that the Green Bay secondary is terrible, but JM to win there in that segment was saying that Jameis Winston is basically a lock and load. I think he's 5,400 on DraftKings. And he's saying that the stack, he's saying to stack him, Mike Evans, um, uh, D, D Jax, Jameis Winston. And I get it because like, I kind of like the idea of bringing that back with a Devontae Adam. Like there, there's some good options to, to maybe bring that back with. I can see the stack. I just don't, why is nobody talking about the fact that Jameis Winston has a broken shoulder and he has two linemen out? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, no I don't know. The, I, don't know I, don't, I mean, I don't know if the shoulder's broken. But well, you like, know what I mean? A busted ass shoulder and two linemen missing. Yeah, I mean, it is a bad recipe. I, I do like Mike Evans and like Bray more as if like I need them to do something to keep to get, keep the Packers rolling. I'm with you though. I think Jameis is in a weird spot this week where I think like people aren't evaluating the risk with him correctly. Like he takes a bad hit that they might speak. Yeah. You know what? We're four and seven. We're not making the playoffs. Uh, Ryan, buddy, go out there and take these hits. This is why we paid you. Right. I, I, so for me, I, I think that's definitely a situation where I, I would personally stay away at the quarterback position. I think there's other pivots in that range. I like more, but I don't hate Evans and Brate. Like even if Jameis gets benched or whatever, like those guys aren't dead. I guess Brate kind of is, but he's 2,900 and we know Jameis loves him in the red zone. If we look at the early props that I have up over at Roster Watch for our pro members, out of the 70 that I have up so far, Mike Evans with the ninth best uh, point per dollar prop on DK, which is the third best matchup through the matchup tools algorithm at Roster Watch. He's only 7,100 this week, and his prop is five and a half receptions for 79.5 yards. He's plus 120 to score, so that's projected scoring of 18.18. By Vegas, 2.56x value. That's actually tied tied for eighth. The other guy who Siege mentioned, um, who's also in this game, where he talked about Randall Cobb having a good prop on the other side, but the best of the week, who Siege mentioned off air, or maybe it was while we were talking about some of these value running backs, is at 4,500, Jamal Williams um, versus Tampa Bay. He's just his prop is for $4,500 is insane. And it makes me think that maybe some of these offshore folks might know something that we don't about um, Aaron Jones' I mean, availability tomorrow. because uh, Aaron Jones isn't a factor at this point, I don't think. 62.5 rushing yards, uh, 2.5 receptions for uh, 21.5 receiving yards is the over-under, and touchdown odds of uh, one, one place had him at 100, 
One place had him at 110, so I put it at 105. That's projected scoring, you know, somewhere between three, 13.76 and 14 points on DK. That is right around 3.06 X value, the best value uh, based on these on these early props of all 70 that I've gotten in so far. Siege, um, first, I guess uh, I guess we have already kind of covered it about Jameis. I mean, in, any interest in Jameis or – are you just going to go to you go to you talked about going to Keenum and stuff maybe? Yeah, I talked about fair about Keenum. I, I like Case Keenum a lot this week. That, that's probably where I would go in that kind of price range. Um, Jamal Williams is one of the best values on the play on the board. I don't even hate going Hundley, Jamal, and Devontae stack. Now the problem is that's when you have to run it back with a Mike Evans or a Brate. So then you really got to go. Is Tampa going to score enough points? I mean, you know, I think you don't think Tampa's going to put up many points this week. So like. That would be my concern is if you don't think that Tampa's going to put up points, then that's probably not the stack for you. But I don't hate it if you're a little more bullish on, on the Tampa offense, um, for sure. Uh, so, uh, we, I mean, we want, you want to talk about Case Keenum? I mean, this is just a dream spot. Like, with Trufant out, like, Diggs and Thielen are just going to have a field day. Well, everybody always loves Diggs and Thielen. Well, I mean, what's not to like? What's not to this running? Look, Latavius. I don't care what anybody says about Latavius Murray's fantasy production. That guy sucks. Jarek McKinnon. I mean, he's 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 okay, and you can you can definitely get to it to Atlanta by using the the passing running back. But in using a passing running back, that's going to be more points for Case Keenum. I I, I, I think I it's fine. my my sole concern with Case Keenum is that despite the fact that he's been awesome. Every week, dude, they have to make a damn announcement saying he's still the starter. I mean, would you change it? Like, given what he's done every week, they say that. Would have you? Would you stop saying that? No, no, but I'm. But no, that's what I'm saying. At at some point, what I'm saying is that there's a disconnect there. At some point, like with the way he's been playing, it should go without saying that he's the starter. So where's the organization? Why is, there dis- is there a disconnect, or is it just like again they're saying the media like, yep, he's our guy. Like he's gonna be our guy this week. Like what's the disconnect there? Like uh, because because Zim because Zimmer loves Bridgewater. He has that's a, he, fine. That's he has fine. An unrealistic love for, for Bridgewater. And I think if the first sign of trouble, if there's the first sign there's of trouble, no there's no way. There's no way. You on. don't think? Oh, come on. Of course there's a way. Of course there's a way. You said nine no and two. Way. How can you bet your quarterback? You're nine and two. Because it's Bridgewater. I think it's an un- it's an unhealthy obsession that that that, that, that fan base and that coaching oh, staff. My, he, 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 <laughs> This is how the Patriots win Super Bowl after Super Bowl is teams doing stupid stuff like this. They're nine and two and they're <laughs> contemplating a quarterback change. It's unbelievable. Like, there's every good team out there, and like Bill Belichick just puts his little fairy dust on the team and be like, you know, we're nine and two. We've got this division on lockdown. Let's change our quarterback. That sounds like a great idea. I just to, to me it feel to me it feels like it was on the table as of no less than three three weeks ago. Um it just seems to me like it, the fact that the, the fact of the matter is that that situation, that idea has been broached. Um, it's, 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 it's out there. It's in the ether that, that it could possibly, it could possibly. How happen. bad would he have to play in the first half to exactly get two, two interceptions? You think that's all it would take? Yeah. I mean, he threw in two a, picks in, in the Washington game. In a half. I think if he threw two picks in one half, he would get pulled. And this guy is a cute, like his quarterback rating is ninety six point two. He's good. I mean, he's been good. I just, I, I think it's, I think it's an, I think that he's there's. Had, he's, had a he's had a one hundred two point seven quarterback rating in their wins this season. I think everybody that surrounds that Minnesota Vikings organization, including their fans, have an unrealistic view of Teddy Bridgewater. 
I just do. And, and, and you know what? Like if Keenum gets benched as a nine and two quarterback who's been throwing for 300 yards a week and you'll just 70% say, you'll of his passes. You'll just say that you'll go down with that shit. I, I just, I think I have to. Like, how <laughs> could I not? Like, <laughs> do you like, did you like, um, do you like Keenum better than Josh McCown or Tyrod Taylor? Yes, for sure. Oh, like a, like substantially better. Yes. Like five points better. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. With four, three and a half point per dollar. If you let them do point per dollar, I'll give you point per dollar. You're not getting three and a half at court. Come on, so, so, some some kind of point about, point per dollar. What about Tyrod plus plus two and a half? You're not getting two and a half points when they're 500 apart in salary. I'm, out I of like your this. mind. I'm trying to get. I'm just. I'm just trying to give you action. All right. What about McCown plus the two and a half? I point per dollar. What uh, what is McCown's salary compared to Keenum's? Keenum's 6K, McCown is 55, I think. 54, 50, is he 55? I think he's 54. It could be 55. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take, I'll take, uh, what, and what's Ty God? Is he 50? 55, he is 55. Ty and God's 54. I'll take Josh McCown. All right, booked. Point per dollar, booked. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll see what that, so it's Josh McCown versus Case Keenum. Let's hope for a... In game benching for Mr. Keenum. No, no, Teddy, Teddy touchdown. Let's get in there. Um, that'd be one of the stupidest coaching decisions in the last 30 years of football. If they seriously yeah. do that, like, I don't think that I don't think that they're gonna do it, but they do have an unhealthy obsession with Teddy Bridgewater and unreal. They don't know what they want. The problem is, like, they, they're too good to make this move. Like, you, you, I understand that you have, you have to deal with the contract next year, but like. You can't just like punt a chance to win a Super Bowl to deal with a contract situation of someone that like we have no idea what that knee is like. And you really want to bring them back on turf? You really want to do that? Like the the Atlanta turf of all things? You really want to do that? Yes, skinny, skinny little knees. You don't want to bring him back on that turf. No, I mean Um, the Minnesota turf is a little different than the Atlanta. Like the Atlanta stuff is like the, the like the NFC South. Like it's designed to be super fast and. If you twist the wrong way, you'll tear up your knee. Is that is that even turf up there? I thought that was some kind of natural kind of half. It actually might be natural grass in there. You remember right? That actually might be grass in Minnesota. Like at least something kind of like what they have in Houston, where it's kind of like some weird synthetic half and half. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Okay, so I I wanted to ask you just real quick about another. Just I don't know what to think about this. Just another guy from the prop sheet. Sometimes these guys pop up. And he actually popped off in our model for our pro subscribers for the DFS cheat sheets and for the lineup generators at Roster Watch. What do you make of Dontrell Inman versus San Francisco at 3,900? He's got a great prop, uh, four receptions for 45 and a half yards and plus 175 to score at only 3,900. And he's got a lot of analytics kind of pointing. His, he's got a ton of targets lately, man. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a terrific really- matchup for, a po- for especially – especially for opposing outside receivers. Um, I don't think a lot of people will be on him because it seems like there's been a lot of steam picking up recently for Jordan Howard and how many pieces of that Chicago offense do you really want? Um, any thoughts on Dontrell Lemon? I know it's kind of gross, but. Yeah. If I had any confidence that they would throw the ball 25 times, I probably would play him, but you, they could literally throw the ball 10 times in this game. We talked about, uh, we talked about all the value runners that are available this week, um, I, I, I take it. Do you like Do you like Jamal Williams the best out of all of them? If there is no yes. Aaron Jones, okay, yeah, I, it doesn't matter for me. It doesn't matter if Aaron Jones is there or not. 
if Aaron Jones is a game, so you're telling me if Aaron Jones is a game time decision, I believe that is a, is that a noon central game? Uh, um, it's gotta it's, be. It's it gotta is. Be. Yeah. Um, so it's a new, or I guess one Eastern game. So we're going to know, you're telling me that if, it, that if you have say 50% Jamal Williams or something like that in your tournaments, that you're not going to have some sort of deal where you're going to have to global player swap him out. You're just going to no. say, screw it. I don't care if Aaron Jones is in or not, even though yep. he's a game time active. I, hmm. I don't care. You just don't think that he's going to be in, involved. Not enough to. Over, like Jamal Williams right now is probably 1300 too cheap. So like if Aaron Jones comes in, like, okay. So instead of being 1300 too cheap or 1500 too cheap, you're probably like seven or 800 too cheap. Like there's still a lot of value there. How has he looked so good in these last couple games? and looks so, so bad. bad. He looks so bad. Those first few games. I have no idea. Brett it's Hundley like too. Like, like it was like, it, like it's, it looked like something clicked for Hundley too. Like that Sunday night game, like, I think everyone was just ready to watch the first half and then, like, go to sleep early. And then everyone was like, wait a minute, like, the, the Packers are winning. What the hell? Right. Well, it, it, well, and it's also, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, maybe Hunley really did just face some tough opponents to start. I'm not a Hunley believer I mean, like yet. So, are, are, you so like, in, are you interested in, in Hunley at all this week? I mean, yeah, bits. Like, here, like here's his, his quarterback rating by team. So 39.6 against the Vikings, which are very good. 39.9 against the Saints, which is a very good defense. 86 against Detroit, which is a mediocre defense. 110 against the Bears. It's kind of uh, good defense. 43 against the Ravens, which are one of the best defenses yes. in football. 134 against the Steelers, who were pretty good up to that good. point. So, like, he basically has been awful against the elite defenses and – good against anything kind else of, kind of good against the ones that are middle of the road and this one of these facing is by far the this is by far the best matchup i can't get talked on to brett hunley on this show man no way um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it i can't do it but i it, it, it could be donk man it could be just like uh, no it's just like, like again it's one of those situations i think like the rushing floor like the rushing i think people is it's probably a little delusion on their head what it actually is versus what it is so like that's right. a factor too right. um but with with me being completely off Trevor Simeon at this point, who I really liked doing in the week due to some off the field stuff with that Denver team, I I, I just you're gonna I, drop, you're gonna drop that without any explanation. <laughs> I, I I I just that, that team I think that team is just kind of a mess at this point. I no. when you see a sharp move on Miami tomorrow, I promise you tomorrow morning you're gonna see that line move four points towards Miami. Yeah, there could 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 be some issues uh, being passed around that Denver locker room. Um, all right. The, uh, speaking of that game, here's a guy who we didn't talk about yet. Another guy right there in that cheap running back tier. Where are you on Kenyon Drake with no Damian Williams? Running uh, right up I, in. I, I was going to completely fade him. Uh, this, this is a guy I have to relook at given the, the, my, the news that the Denver team might not be healthy. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still going to fade. I think I'll take a Jarvis Landry stand um, at, at a cheap price. PPR, you're going to run a lot of routes out of the slot. At 5,900, I think I'm going to why do, you want to, why do you want to do that, man? They're going to just move Chris Harris down into the slot. That's the good, they're going to take their best defender. He loves, he, he, he loves guarding the slot. Why not just put him on Jarvis? I wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't want Jarvis. Dude, do, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Harris is nice, but like, if again, like how healthy is Chris? If it was, if it was 100% Chris Harris, right? But if he's 70% against Jarvis Landry in the Miami Heat, like, I want Jarvis Landry. 
Right. What about Devonte Parker, the cheapest? He's 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 nine hundred cheaper than he's been all season. Yeah, I don't mind him. I, I I think I think I'm gonna have to find a Miami guy. I think a Miami guy is gonna win someone a lot of money this week. So I gotta. I that's a game I had just written off, and now I have to really go reevaluate it between now and Sunday. I think Kenyon Drake is a fine play at forty nine hundred. <laughs> Running backs against Denver are just a disaster. Like, why no, would you play him over Jamal or Marshawn? I'm not going to. I don't know. That's I mean, the problem. Like. Yeah. And, and you would like Danny Wood has 4,400 against Detroit. Like we didn't even talk about that. I don't, I don't, I don't play Danny Woodhead these days, man. He's just Alex Collins is they, they Alex look, Collins is questionable. We don't even know if he's going to play. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. He has a, he, he has a really nice prop. Seven, but but like, even, even if he plays, if he's not a hundred percent, like Alex Collins is a guy like in Seattle, one of the reasons he got cut was because he kept getting hurt all the time. No, I, I get it. I get it. Well, that and ball secure, you know, the ball security. Well, right. Camp. Yeah. Which is but, still an issue for him. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, so I'm, I get it. I just, Kenyon, I'm, I'm going to be considering Kenyon Drake. I know it's tough. I know it's tough sledding against the. By Denver. the way, before you go, uh, where's Miami at versus tight ends in your uh, your pro your rankings these days? Let's we should see. do our weekly update. Let's see. I'll I'll pull it up just because I probably deserve this. Hey, and listen, it had to do with the personnel evaluation on Rashad Jones, but you were always right about the. Um, you were the always right about the linebackers, and I should have listened. Let's see. So it's the the it was the Denver Broncos going to them. The matchup tool has it this week. God damn it, Siege. Yeah, we, we, we have it now as a, as a, as a top five matchup. So. Thank you. Thank Number you. Five. So Siege definitely wins on that. We, you should have made a bet about it. So, all right, our bet for the I, I just That's one of those I knew I was so right. And it was just like, <laughs> and you, I, I just, the funny thing is that I faded Gronk the other what week you, against the what Dolphins, did you think, too. Like, what, did you, what did you think of the Rashad Jones touchdown last week, though? It was a nice, it was a nice touchdown <laughs> for Rashad Jones. But, um, uh, yeah, but the problem is Denver has no tight ends. By the way, I, I, I would, that's just a running joke. I yeah. just let's be clear. I'm not saying play any yeah. Denver tight ends. Like I don't I mean, even know. Who, I don't even know who the tight ends are. They cut AJ Derby. Like who is their tight end? I actually have no idea. It's, I think it's. Is I it Virgil Green still? No, I think it's Jeff. I think the guy getting the most run lately has been Jeff Jeff Hireman from. I didn't uh, even oh, know he was in the NFL still. From Ohio State, I think. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, let me just pull it up real quick before we get He's out of here. Questionable. Do you, do you have a? Uh, yeah, it's Virgil Green. Got 51 percent of the snaps last week and then Virgil uh, Virgil Green 51% of the snaps and I don't I don't know I can't see who the other is is Austin Trailer a tight end that's what it looks like he had four targets against the Raiders and five the week before there you go get in get in Austin Trailer this week versus the Miami Dolphins no please don't do you have do you have a do you have a bold call siege oh a bold call I do need a bold call do you have one ready I know I have one ready to go. I don't have one. I normally have one ready to go too. I don't have it either. Let me just look at my, let me look at my prop sheet here. I I got one. I got one. Case Keenum throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns this week. Okay. I'll say, um, what the hell I'll say. um, uh, Oh, no, 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 no. Josh, Josh, Josh Reynolds, five X. That's not a hot take. Get out of here. 17 and a half points. Out of a three point five k guy, yeah, I guess it's a hot take. I just Seven, really, I just, I just, hot, I just hot, really, hot take. I just really agree with you. I really agree with the play. <laughs> I just really agree. It's a hot take, I guess. I just really, I guess the guy has five career receptions. It's probably a hot take. Fine, I'll let you have it. It's a fantastic play. Uh, this has been the week thirteen DFS roundup. As always, uh, great doing the show with you, Siege. Best of luck to you and your moms as you guys try and take down that uh, draft live final. You can find Siege. On Twitter at the Siege DFS, you can find all of his content 
here on Roto Grinders uh, with his tournament tactics packages for NFL, uh, MLB, and NBA. We're going to need to make a bet next week, Siege, where I'm going to kill so bad in NBA. We're going to make a bet where you where you give me a few months of uh, tournament tactics, and I'll give you like a pro membership to roster watch or something if somebody loses. Um, and then <laughs> high stakes, high stakes. Yeah. And then uh, and then. Uh, you can find me, like I mentioned, at Roster Watch. You can find all my content with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. Find me tonight on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio and on Twitter at Alex Dunlap NFL. So for the siege, I am Alex. We are getting the hell out of here. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com.